Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Seattle to Unknown. I am Melinda. And I'm Sarah. And we are your friendly, baby local to some of you, uh, travel podcast? Question mark? Question mark, indeed. S- sort of local to some? Yeah. I mean, if you're a global citizen, we're local to you. Ooh, fancy. You couldn't see, but I was twirling my mustache as I said that. Not in an evil way, a good way. Thank you for clarifying that, because it's going to go one of two ways. (laughs) In a fancy way. Not in an evil way. Yeah, in a way where twirling my mustache with one hand, drinking tea with my pinky out in the other. Where's your caviar? I left it in Sweden. Aww. <laughs> Is that more tragic than leaving your heart? You know, what's the song about leaving your heart somewhere? I left it there. Wherever that song says, that's where my heart is. <laughs> Which neither one of us knows the right answer. Nope. If you know the answer, send us an email and make us feel slightly smarter next week. Well, Sarah will sing the whole song start to finish. Oh yeah, with this sexy, Solo sexy acapella. voice. Now's the time to shine. Now's the time for your version of Smelly Cat. Smelly cat, smelly cat. It's okay if you lose your phlegm. I won't be offended. But the phlegm is what makes me sexy. Ay. Um, moving on. <laughs> Shall we get into cocktails? Sure. What's your cocktail? Well, my store finally got it back. The often asked for, rarely found peach crown royal. Ooh. So I figured peach coke is really good. So why not add the peach whiskey into Pepsi? And make it a fun peach cola. That sounds delightful. It's a good life choice. Yeah, everybody was giving me funny looks when I told them that I was going to mix it with Pepsi. And I'm like, oh, right. You probably haven't known that peach cola is a thing elsewhere. Uh, I was really excited when I found it on shelves here. I'm jealous. But I can make my own now. And um, now it has alcohol to it, too. So even better. Yeah, you've clearly one-upped me. I've never bought Crown Royal before. And I felt really fancy, but also scared because we only had it in a fifth. And I didn't know if I was going to like it. (laughs) Good thing it's good. Gosh, it just reminds me. I saw a picture the other day of... It was like a list of weird prom dresses, and one was a girl who had made her prom dress out of Crown Royal bags. Huh. Oh, it came with a cute little peach one. It's peach colored and has a little peach embroider on it, too. I feel so fancy and grown up. You're about 99 bags away from your own prom dress. Get drinking. Yeah, about that. It's not going to happen. Sorry. It's a ballsy move as a senior in high school who's not of drinking age to make your dress out of Crown Royal bags. But also, how do you explain how you got all of those bags? You see, principal, daddy's a real big drinker. No, no, no. Not a big drinker. He was dedicated in helping my project succeed. Uh, Honestly, there's a difference. It could be cheaper than getting an actual prom dress. Maybe depending on what state you live and how much taxes there are on it. Oh. As you might be able to tell from the hacking and the coughing and the voice, uh, I'm still sick. So my cocktail this week is still water. It's not not super exciting, but, you know, gotta do what you gotta do. But that's okay. Water is the fun adult drink that everybody should strive for. I wouldn't call it fun. Your body would. Water shots for everybody. Yeah, water poisoning. Well, not that much. Jeez. I think my bladder would pop before I had water poisoning. I don't know that. Yeah. No, your body would definitely explode. Not body, just bladder. Probably. So what are your updates for the week? I don't know if I have anything really. Nothing exciting? No, not really. Kind of boring week. Waiting for my next vacation. Well, that's something. Plan anything exciting yet? California. California, here you come. 
right back where you started from? I didn't start there. Well, that's how the song goes. You have to start there. Start there, go home, and then come back, and then you can sing the song. No, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. No, I'm mostly just looking up food places that we should hit up, which is hard because it's kind of a, it's a shorter trip than the two-week saga that we took, but I plan on cramming a lot of food in my face while I'm down there. That's what vacation is for, food cramming. Yeah, I know. People are like, what do you, what do you recommend seeing and doing? And I'm like, um, here's a whole bunch of places to eat. Yeah, a, a co-worker is planning a trip to LA and she goes, what would you recommend? I was like, well, Senku, Lemonade, that pizza place. And I just went down the list and she goes, that's all food. I'm like, yeah, I lived there a while. I got to try a lot of it. Here's the good stuff. That's one less thing you have to figure out. Here's your map of places to eat and you won't be sad about it. Yeah, I mean, that's the best part. Trying new food is like the icing on a beautiful cake that is travel. Ooh, well put. I like that. Like cake, good. Good frosting on cake, better. Magical. Frosting makes or breaks the cake. Do you have an update? Yeah, I leave in a day and a half or so for a mystery trip. My company sends us on a mystery trip every year. And this year, it's actually kind of up in the air where we're going. I know typically by this point, everybody in the company knows exactly where we're going. But this time, there's still debate over which country we're going to be in, which kind of makes it slightly more exciting. I'm not the kind of person who likes surprises, but this one I kind of dig. I'm like, huh. Is it going to be Austria? Is it going to be Switzerland? Germany? I don't know. That's kind of weird, but also fun. You're literally going to go to the next town over and call it good. That's what we did last year. We literally went to the airport. That's it? Yeah. Did you not know that? Our trip last year was not to the main Dusseldorf airport, but to um, Weza, which is sort of like the satellite Ryanair airport where you only go if you're flying discount. So it's really run down and kind of gross. And we stayed right next to the runways i have a picture of us like looking out over the campsites and there's a commercial jet pulling by oh fun yeah good luck with this year yeah it was kind of fun because they threw us our own music festival in some like decommissioned world war ii bunkers and i can now say i have been to a rave in a world war ii bunker but otherwise there was a lot of airplanes at 6 a.m and that was not fun don't know if that's something you want to tell people. <laughs> yeah, I'm such a hardcore uh, rave kid. I bet you've never been to a rave in a bunker, because I have. No, I it I would not have voluntarily gone to a rave, but, you know, kind of fun to be there. When in Rome. Yeah, so that's my update. I will let you know where the mystery trip was when I get back. If she gets back. Done. Speaking of Austria and Germany, I've got a story about an, a German in Austria. See how smooth that was? so smooth if this is a self story i'm you're fired no it is not a news story about me although more news stories should be about me not when you're flemmy maybe they should have a story about how flemmy i am Ooh, nobody wants that okay so this is the story of a man from germany who was on vacation at a hotel in austria so the man enters the hotel and off to one side in the entryway are framed portraits of two men over like a table with some flowers it's clearly some sort of memorial so the guy's checking it out and he realizes hey one of those two men is a nazi because the framed portrait they had put up on the wall is of the owner's grandfather in his nazi uniform oh my our friend the german man goes home and writes some reviews and uh he made sure to mention 
I find it slightly weird and off-putting that you've got a framed picture of a Nazi up on your wall. So, that is where our troubles... And this is a hotel in Austria. Yes. So, uh, the hotel threatened to sue the man for libel because these pictures were of their family members who had died. And they were allegedly the only photos they had of these two men. Um, While it is not clear from the two photos, both of them were Nazis, but only one appeared to be in the photo. So the hotel was upset that they were getting bad reviews because they had a picture of one of their relatives on the wall. The man was upset because, you know, Nazis. And now there's- And getting sued. Well, the suing part is probably not great. But now they're locked in a court case because the hotel says, you know, our family members were not enlisted. They were forced. They were essentially, they reached the point in the war where everyone who was of age was a Nazi soldier. And it's libelous of you to call them Nazis. They had no choice in the matter. And the guy goes, okay, but why those pictures? So now there's this huge court case going on. Well, huge relative to the travel industry, I suppose. (coughs) And um, they're kind of locked at their horns together. This guy is adamant that he has every right to complain that they're essentially glorifying Nazis in their hotel. And the hotel says, we have every right to honor our relatives because apparently in rural Austria, it's very traditional to have a wall of photos of your deceased family members up so you can memorialize them. Well, were it just there, that would be one thing. But our dear friend, the German man, has done a little research on their dearly departed relatives. And it turns out neither one of them were conscripted. They both were card-carrying members of the Nazi party. Oh. Uh-huh. So at the heart of the matter... Twists and turns. Right? Very, very fun story here. Well, not fun for anyone involved, but from the outside, very interesting. <laughs> so now the hotel is upset because... Their relatives that they thought or allegedly thought were good people might be slightly less so. Some of the platforms where he wrote the review, because he felt the need to spread it around and make sure everybody heard about it, um, are starting to take down his posts. But it seems as though he has a valid claim that they may in fact have been glorifying card-carrying Nazis. So. Ooh. Interesting. Yeah, I found this story fascinating. But it's an interesting topic because... What can you put in a review that won't be deemed libel? Because they're claiming it needs to be taken down on the grounds that it's libel. And the man is saying, but it's not. It is fact. And the platforms are kind of in the middle trying to decide who is it better to appease, the consumer or the hotel itself. And a lot of times it's going to fall down on the side of the hotel because the hotel who's paying them. So, yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. When you write a review, granted he ended up being right, but you have to be very careful with what you say because if it can be traced back to you, you might get yourself in a little bit of trouble. And on the other side, if you're a hotel and you're claiming that the pictures of Nazis aren't really Nazis, you might get in trouble too. Definitely an interesting case because I feel like that could probably happen anywhere in that area, seeing how the history of everything. Yeah, well, that's the thing is... I find it interesting that it was a German complaining. Not that they don't complain about Nazis because Germans are very vocal about calling that shit out. But I think there's very few people in Germany with German history that goes back more than a few generations who don't have someone in their family who is part of the Nazi party, whether voluntarily or not. One way or another. I mean, hell, I'm not even German and I have a Nazi grandfather. Yeah, it's still very recent in all consideration that yeah it's it's not that far back nope i mean 
My step-grandfather was very, very young during the war, but he was part of the Hitler Youth Program. He didn't have any say in it, as far as I'm aware. But don't quote me on that random guy from Germany. Do not fact-check me, because I don't know anything for certain. But yeah, I just thought it was interesting that if I would like to think that the hotel didn't know, I would like to know that they were completely innocent, or like to believe it. But it took the random guy to go through records a very short amount of time to pull up proof that they were either not telling the truth, either willingly or accidentally. That stuff is so easily figured out, folks. So if you're lying, maybe stop. And apologize. Yeah, apologize. That's the ultimate thing that they should do is drop the case and apologize. But it sounds like they're not backing down. Yikes. So yeah, I thought that was yikes. Interesting. Well, it'll be interesting to hear what the outcome of this case is. Yeah, well, and it seems like the really obvious solution would have been not to hang up the photo in the first place. Find something else, literally anything else. And so I'm inclined to think if you put the photo up, knowing that the uniform is very overt, like it has a big old swastika on the arm, you probably knew what you were doing. Hey, good luck, everybody. Yikes. So that's fun. Moving on to... I don't know if it's a slightly happier topic for this week. I don't know. It's it's definitely an interesting one. Uh, today we're going to talk about travel shaming. Oh, travel shaming. It really is rampant. Yeah, it happens more than you think. Um, whether it's kind of a humble brag or full on brag. Or just a flat out, you are doing this wrong, do it my way type of thing. But we'll get into that. Yeah. Um... <laughs> so probably the wonder wonder number one thing that's debated is probably like being a tourist versus a traveler because travelers are authentic and travelers and oops, tourists are just tacky well we're probably a little bit of both yeah i think that's what it really comes down to is people want to feel that they're set apart from the crowd oh i'm not a tourist i travel well i mean what's difference traveling is an inherent part of being a tourist so what makes you so special well and you can be a tourist in your own city in your own state yeah i i really hate it when people pull out the that old line about how they're not a tourist like no you are you're not special just because you do it based on your own like system your worldview does not make you special yeah travelers are tourists and tourists are travelers get over it we're all a little fancy and we're all a little tacky yeah there's there's not a person in the world who is fully above touristy things or and there's not a tourist who wouldn't enjoy what you consider an authentic experience what i really think it comes down to is people who romanticize it like oh i'm a backpacker i'm riding the rails i'm really getting authentic experiences i'm eating local food i don't eat at mcdonald's like we get it you're not special though so sit back down put your put your panties in uh, unbunch mode <laughs> yeah it's stop to stop please stop be kind to each other <laughs> yeah i think that's the main point the main overarching theme of this whole episode is going to be be nice have a little empathy, show a little kindness, be respectful, and maybe next time you feel the need to point out someone doing something that you wouldn't do, sit back down. Unless it's something that's like causing safety concerns or, you know what I mean? Like something they're doing, hey, your backpack strap should be up higher so you can distribute the weight better instead of having them really low. That's okay. Fun little travel tip. Help a homie out. Or like, but don't shame them for having a backpack or a suitcase. Exactly. 
if it's something where the person you are shaming, quote unquote, is doing something disrespectful, yeah, sure, call that shit out. But if it's, oh my gosh, did you see that she's brought two suitcases? Eh, not your problem. You don't have to carry it. You don't have to deal with it. Stop. I'm not carrying our suitcases for you. Oh, but I wanted to bring two suitcases. One for each of us. Oh, okay. If it's one for one, then that's fine. If there's a spare one that's big enough for me to fit in so you could drag me around and we can scare people, that's fine too. Uh, no, no. I meant one for each of us to pull. It's still going to be my stuff in both of them. Oh, oh. I like my idea better of you just pulling me around in a giant suitcase and I just pop out and scare people. Oh, good. That sounds like a great prank show. That sounds way more fun. Yeah. I like this. Let's do this. (laughs) I feel like they'd catch on to us pretty quick, though. I mean, maybe. We could probably do it a few times, though. Uh, So, yeah, that was our first point. Tourist versus traveler. No one is so elite that you're one but not the other. The next thing on our list is... I don't think you can have one without the other. No, they're the same thing. It's just one is someone being slightly more hoity-toity. But the next item on our list is blank people get to travel too. Insert various words in the blank. So for instance, overweight people. It drives me insane when people feel the need to bitch about how they sat next to an overweight person on a flight. Because you know what? Just because they do not fit into the certain box of what you think a person should be doesn't mean they are not also humans. And I see this a lot in travel groups like, oh my god, can you believe I had to sit next to such and such person and I felt squeezed and well, whatever. You know what? Maybe that person is also in the same travel group. They are another human who also has feelings and maybe it feels crappy to have your space encroached upon. But don't you think maybe your anger should be placed at the airline who keeps making seats smaller and smaller while the general population gets bigger and bigger? That's your enemy, not another human who's just getting through their day. So I find that really frustrating. Well, especially since there's there's all these news stories about like airlines new seat ideas and they show the example and it's like that's ridiculous that's god awful like there's literally no space just because they're trying to cram more people on a flight to make more money off of one flight it's not necessarily the person's fault it again probably the airline because they're trying to get as many people crammed onto a plane as they possibly can yeah airlines are moving in the wrong direction when the population on the whole is getting slightly larger, then the seats need to keep pace, not shrink. And I I want to believe in the goodness of the people who are posting and that they just don't realize, hey, someone else might be reading this. But you know what? Fat people travel too. And they are in travel groups. And it drives me insane when I see like a picture someone has taken sneakily, like of an example of like, hey, look how they're extending over my seat you know what that makes you an asshole when it starts to drifting into taking pictures territory you go from naive and probably stupid to just a straight-up asshole so don't do that shit fat people get to travel too yep don't shame them yep. everybody's entitled to be able to see the world it is not something reserved to for skinny people or babies get to travel small children also get to travel but you know the little ones that don't quite understand the ear pressure or they get tired and crankier easier than adults do they're allowed to travel and you know what their parents are trying to do the best that they can to keep the kid happy and to not cause a big scene so you shouldn't shame them if their kid's having a really rough time with this flight 
Yeah, they shouldn't have to have like the, oh, hi, I'm sorry, this is my first flight, here's some candy, I might be a shit. Yeah, I always feel bad that it's gotten to a point where parents feel that that's necessary. It shouldn't be necessary. We should all be adults about the fact that sometimes kids cry. It's slightly a different topic when the kid is like eight years old and keeps kicking the back of your seat, but that's still not on the kid. The parent needs to step in and do something. But babies are like little blobs of chaos. You cannot control them and everyone... (laughs) Everybody needs to just grow up and deal with it. You don't have to like it. You don't have to love kids. They're allowed to fly. Yeah, they get to go places too. One of the things that kind of ticks me off is when people say, well, it's irresponsible to be flying with your baby. No, babies need to get places too. Like no parent is like, yeah, sweet. I'm so excited to have my kid cry for the next eight hours. But you got to do what you have to do sometimes. Yeah. And again, it's probably no picnic for the parent to try and deal with the kid that's super not having it on the flight. So, you know, cut them some slack. That may not have been the best ideal situation to be flying with that young of a child or anything, but, you know, they're making do, so will you. It's temporary. This too shall pass. And I was absolutely one of those people who got, not enraged, but I was annoyed when I noticed there'd be babies near me on flights. And then... My sister had to fly one of her kids somewhere when they were really little. And I go, oh my God, everybody's going to hate you. And she gave me some speech about, you know what, tough shit. I have to get my kids somewhere. You don't know why I'm flying. Maybe a parent has died. Maybe there's been an emergency. Do not give that mother any more shit than she already has. Because she's probably not happy about the circumstances even in the best of cases. And I realize, oh, right. Exactly. Like, this is a difficult thing. People don't just do it for funsies. There could be a very sad reason why they have to fly with their kids. So sit down, shut up, grit your teeth if you have to, but get through it. Kind of leads us into the next one is people with service animals, which is kind of timely because recently on Twitter and it went to the news and everything, that um, Flirty the Service Mini Horse ended up on a flight from Chicago to Omaha with its owner. And that was the first flight the lady took with her mini horse. Which I love. Please tell me you saw this. I saw it and I adore it. Yes. I love this lady. I'm so jealous of everybody that was on that flight and got to see the mini horse because I've always wanted to see a service mini horse. (laughs) But uh, the the story kind of goes that they had a... I don't know if they had to get there quickly. They usually just drive because mm-hmm. it's a little bit easier. But um, apparently Flirty, the service mini horse, was pretty good and chill on the flight. Like they kind of got weird looks because nobody usually sees a mini horse somewhere as a service animal. But everything was fine. It was just, you know, a little cramped for the horse too. And they'll probably stick to car rides if they can. But sometimes you have to go a longer distance and get there sooner than versus driving. So, I mean... More power to you guys for going for it. Good job, Flirty. Yeah, half the comments were, oh my god, I would be so excited to get to fly next to a horse. Are you kidding me? And the other half were, well, this is just a PC culture run amok. This is dangerous. This is stupid. Who wants to sit next to a horse? What if it poops? Blah, blah, blah. And you know what? The law as it currently stands says that dogs and mini horses are serv- can be service animals. Nothing else can technically be a service animal. It could be emotional support and whatnot. But the ADA protects service animals. And so long as that is her service animal, 
shut up. Like, we do not have a say in this. If it provides her a... I would be so excited. Me too. And if it provides her a service, whatever that service may be, I don't, I don't care. She gets to have her super cute animal. So suck it. I would totally be the one asking, be like, can I meet your mini horse? I know it's working, but can we be friends? Yeah, I mean, and more and more people are getting service horses because they have longer lifespans than dogs. And to train a dog or any service animal is super expensive. So if you're going to put that money into an animal, why not get the one that lives longer? It's a it's a better return on your investment, technically. That's kind of a cold calculating way to look at it. But rock on with your mini horse. Wow. But I'm also going to assume that a mini horse is going to maybe be able to do things that a dog necessarily couldn't so depending on your situation having something like a mini horse would come in handier versus a dog well and one of the other things i've read is that they're fantastic for the blind because they're taller than most dogs and as such they're more easily spotted yeah. and which gives you added safety in traffic crossing the street whatnot and man if i could have a if I were in a position where I needed a service animal, I would absolutely go for the horse option. It's so cool. Yeah, it's little Sebastian on a plane. I would totally name it little Sebastian. <laughs> and then I would sing to it as it left. Yeah, I think one of the things that kept coming up in these articles and in the comments were, well, how can it be on a plane? What if it poops? What if it does this? What if it does that? It's a trained service animal. It is a highly trained animal. It knows how to hold its poop. Like, it's not a, a horse in a parade. It's got all of its bases covered. And it's none of anyone else's concern unless it does something wrong. Like, if it poops on your plane, yeah, that, that would be unpleasant. But it didn't do any of that because it's a trained animal. So everybody just relax and trust that they know what they're doing. A service dog could poop on the flight, too. Yeah. Pooping on a plane is not exclusive to the mini horse. People could be wondering about that about a service dog, too, because a service dog is not going to be in a kennel. It's going to be right by their person, you know, to help them if anything should arise. Yeah. So I don't know why they're freaking out over the mini horse besides the fact that that's not a common sight, but... Dude, a mini horse on your flight. Get excited. If Don't be a shit. If you get upset because there's a horse on your plane, you have no sense of joy. Or you have an allergy, but probably the no joy thing. Who hurt you? Mr. Ed bit them when they were a child and they just can't get over it. But it's a mini Mr. Ed. Oh my gosh. Can we get a horse and name it mini Mr. Ed? No, little Sebastian. Can we get both? No. No. Moving on from mini horse... Uh, new travelers get to travel. You don't get to make fun of them just because they're inexperienced and they haven't maybe done things or had the same flight or trail, trail, rail, planes, trains, or automobile experiences as you have. You don't get to make fun of them for being new. Yep. You should help them, but not in a condescending way. Yep. Rookies make lots of mistakes. Hell, we've been doing this a while and we make lots of mistakes. Granted, the scale of them gets smaller. Oh no, not me. I'm a pro. Oh, really now? Wait, wait, no, 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 I'm the perfect one. Not anymore. Fine, I'll let you have the title this week. Sweet. But I get it next week and holidays and weekends. <laughs> this is interesting uh, title custody setup. <laughs> you know what? I can't let you have it full time. Otherwise, how do I know that you're not filling our title's head with lies? It just made me think of like old phone plans where like night and weekends were free to like talk. <laughs> 
And if you're ever stranded and you need any help, just go to the AT or go to the payphone and call me collect. I'll accept the charges. I just want to make sure I know you're safe. Did you get that speech from your parents or was that just me? Just you. I think they had more faith in me. Yeah, that's possible. Which is funny because what did I do like from kindergarten through first through senior year? Like spend my spare time reading? I was a real wild kid, this one. I'm silently judging. My mom would be like, no matter what, I won't judge. Just call me and I'll come pick you up. I'd be like, I'm just going to be reading Harry Potter in my room. I don't know what you're thinking of. Who knows? <laughs> wild book parties yeah going to a a really cool like back alley quidditch game (laughs) uh anyways back to the topic um yeah new travelers get to travel too they get to make mistakes they get to learn they get to grow from it don't make things worse for them while they're just trying to figure things out it's really easy to tell someone who's new to the game like this is how you should do it um here's like a complete plan follow these steps blah 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 this is what you need this is what you don't need but let them figure some stuff out for themselves because your way is not inherently the best way and maybe following your guide step by step doesn't get them where they want to be give them a guideline not a syllabus i guess yeah well i think that's actually the perfect phrasing because you are not grading them you might not use the same rubric they do and giving them your syllabus is not necessarily a recipe for success. One size does not fit all. Nope. Which that kind of leads us into, um, see, I cannot talk today. Superiority complexes about the way your traveling is the best way. Because guess what? There is no such thing as best. Nope. As we just phrased fantastically, you don't get to tell people you have to go carry on. It's the only way. Well, no. It's not. Yeah, and I know that it's very clear from however many hours of this podcast we have done that Melinda and I prefer super minimal, lightweight, like carry it on your own back style of travel. Granted, I will still bring a carry on when I like a rolly suitcase when I feel the need. But you know what? A carry on bag is very, very limiting and you may potentially need medical equipment or you are plus size and you just need more space for your clothes or you're doing any number of a of different styles of travel that require equipment. Maybe you are going to be doing some like camping backpacking. Maybe you need, maybe you're doing photo shoots and you need a lot of flowy dresses. Doesn't matter because we should not be judging how other people pack. I know what works for me, but I cannot say to you that you must travel my way. You must pack the way I do. Exactly. And your packing style and your preferences on where to stay, that's all fine. Um, Staying in hostels is not just for poor people, and staying in hotels are not just for people with, like, a shit ton of money. You gotta find your happy medium for your trip, for who you are. If you're cool with hostels and you can find some good ones, do it. If you can find a hotel room for the same price, do it. Yeah, price it out. It all depends on how you, how, how your trip is, yeah. This last time it worked out pretty much equally for a hostel versus a hotel, so we decided... Why not go for the private bathroom? Make life a little easier. Yeah. And also on the topic of hostels, hostels are not necessarily just for young people either. Some do have age restrictions, but most don't in my experience. So yeah, sometimes you're going to come into a mixed dorm room or any dorm room and there's going to be somebody in 
who's a teenager and on the other side of the room there's someone in their 70s anybody can stay in a hostel so if you're looking for a super budget option and you feel like you might be too old you're probably not too old you can do it and if anybody gives you crap well remind them that you're older wiser and probably have more money than them that always hurts (laughs) sucker i know stuff (laughs) i am wise beyond my years and my years are much longer than yours Okay, Grandma. Hey, I've got the gray hair. I can start saying elderly stuff. Okay, Grandma. But yeah, so never think you're too old for travel to stay in a hostel. You can meet some of the coolest people there. So don't don't discount them. They're not necessarily poor. Maybe they just don't need anything crazy. Maybe they are planning on being out and about and seeing stuff that they don't need to spring a whole bunch of money for a place to sleep. Yeah, and everybody prioritizes where they put the money in their budget. Accommodation doesn't have to be your number one priority. If you need to save money to do food should be your number one priority. Icing. Cake icing. (laughs) So don't shit on someone because they're staying in a less fancy accommodation. And inversely, you are not a better traveler because you're roughing it in a hostel. Like that doesn't make you superior either. And also This is something that popped up in one of the travel groups rather recently, too, is that, oh, I always make sure that I dress to impress at the airport, and that's why I always get upgrades, because they like my outfit. Yeah, never mind the fact that this woman was incredibly gorgeous naturally. I mean, I dress to be comfortable to sit for a long period of time. I'm just, I just want to be comfortable. I don't want to freeze to death. I don't want to overheat on the plane. So that's how I'm going to dress. If you can go in like heels and a nice outfit or a dress, more power to you. You look great. It's just, I'm not going to be comfortable like that. Yeah. And I, I hate that it's become this thing where people who do get upgrades, they associate it with something to do with their appearance. And whether or not that's true, that doesn't mean that you get to wave it in front of other people. Like, I got an upgrade. You look like crap. I think we know why you didn't get one. No, 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 no. There's only so many upgrades, if any. And, um, like, it's not, you are not an inherently more valuable person because someone looked you up and down and said, okay, I'll give you an upgrade. I mean, it might help. I think some airlines still kind of have a a dress code if you will expected from passengers flying in the fancier classes business first but sometimes it's putting yourself together where you do look you know put together even if you're comfortable and just asking if you can get an upgrade Uh, well i guess i don't doubt that there is some element of appearance that goes into their decision making process i don't doubt that however i I just don't love the tone because I do see these posts fairly often. I don't love the tone of I deserve this. Or you're doing it wrong because you didn't dress nicely. Yeah, you know, if so many of these posts would are like, if you were just like me, if you were a little bit more like me, maybe you would get these too. But you don't, so you won't. And I get the upgrades. I'm like, I don't love your tone here. Nobody deserves upgrades. You didn't pay for it. Yeah, there's better ways to tell people how you got an upgrade other than like, hey, everybody else is doing it wrong. I'm fabulous. So go me. Sucks to suck. Try harder. Yeah, exactly. No, you wear what you feel comfortable in on your flight and screw everybody else. Bingo. You do you. Are you trying to pick up people at the airport? No? Then you can look a little bit more casual and relaxed. You don't have to make wear makeup on your long haul flights unless you want to. You can do face masks on your flight. You can do whatever you want. Just don't. 
be shitty to other people who don't do it your way. I still have not seen anybody doing a face, like a sheet mask on a flight, and I'm a little disappointed. I've not seen a sheet mask, but I've done... I've seen people do like aqua gel moisturizing masks. So it's really thin and you just kind of blot it in. I want to see a sheet mask on a flight. Well, then get one and then hold up a mirror. Oh my gosh. I wonder if I can talk Mike into doing one with me on our flight. It's super short. Please do it. Please do it. But it'd be kind of funny. I don't know if he would. You might think that I'm crazy. Oh God. Please get one of those face masks that's like a kitty print or like a tiger or a panda. No. Yes. No. I don't buy those. Here's what you do. You get one panda mask and one regular one. You somehow make the packaging on the the animal one look a little bit, I don't know, disguise the fact that it's an animal mask. Put yours on. He sees that it's just a normal mask. He puts his on, does not see that it's an animal print. And then you ring the stewardess and ask for a cup of water or something. So she gets to see it too. And by stewardess, I mean flight attendant. That's way too complicated. And I feel like that could be easier done at home than on a plane. I think the plane will definitely be out. He would not do that. And I respect that. That's cool. It's a little silly looking. I know, but it would be Regardless of where you are. Sheet masks are a little silly. Oh my gosh. Like when we did our bubble mask and we couldn't (laughs) stop laughing and we both had to lean over the sink. Yeah, that was pretty good. Face masks are the best. Fun and entertaining. Uh, yes. Uh, but back on our list of other things that people get snippy about. Um, this one is literal travel shaming. I know we talked about on a past episode about how in the Nordics, flight shaming is now more and more a thing. And I think there's kind of a spectrum of that. There's people leading by example, taking trains, public transit, and whatnot. And then on the far other side, there's people who do all of that, but also try to make you feel like crap for not. And so, um, for example, in a lot of travel groups, surprise, people post frequently, I don't travel by air anymore because I find it morally bankrupt. Like, I don't think you know what that word means. (laughs) (laughs) I'm loosely interpreting it. Don't worry. And so hearing things like good people don't travel by air anymore or cruises are evil. Do you know about the carbon emissions or the carbon footprint of a single cruise? Yes, there are people who genuinely don't know that these are damaging activities. However, you know what doesn't stop people from traveling by those means of transportation? Telling them it's evil? Yeah. Has anyone ever been swayed by someone coming up to you and saying, hey, that thing you've already paid to do, well, it's awful and you're terrible and you're horrible for doing it. No, that doesn't work on anybody. No, because if you have a desire to travel, you're still going to do it regardless. The other half of this one is people saying that cruises are evil. I might fall into that category. I don't think they're evil. I think people are, are crazy or brave for going on them because I'm pretty sure nothing but bad things will happen on them. Yeah, but I think there's a difference between you saying, I can't do this. I think they're bad. And people online saying, you're going on a cruise. Do you not know how horribly environmentally damaging they are? Like we people know, but cruises have their appeal for people with mobility issues or people who are on limited time frames. You telling them that they're bad. Or who want a slower pace. Yeah, you telling them they're bad does not stop it after they've made their choice. If you are talking to a friend, someone you actually know, and they say, hey, I'm thinking about going on a cruise, you have an opportune moment to say, well, I understand the appeal, but did you know that, I don't know, insert statistic here. That is all well and good. 
it's when they've done it and you feel like shitting on them and making them feel bad that it's not effective and it just is going to ruin a relationship. I would just tell them to wash their hands a lot, don't touch their face, and always make sure they're being vigilant for murders. Yeah, we did not get murdered on our cruise slash extended ferry ride. It was not a cruise. It was an extended ferry ride because there was cars. It had a disco. Not a cruise. Ferries do not have discos. So this is a fancy ferry. Thank you. Fancy big ferry. It was not a cruise. But yeah. Essentially, the point of this one is while I'm sure you may have your moral, I don't know, arguments against why people should not travel by air or on cruises. If you want to be effective in these arguments, don't be an asshole, essentially. And look out for murderers. And look out for murderers. So the last one... You can go on cruises. I'm fine with that. Just be vigilant. The last one on our list applies to everyone who travels. Everyone. Do not assume because you have been more places than someone else or that you've traveled a lot at all and maybe someone else hasn't that you are superior because that is not how life works you are not superior because you have seen more you may have a different worldview you may have a host of different experience but that doesn't make you a better person not inherently just because you've been and come back doesn't make you super person no and i know it's something i wouldn't say I don't know how to phrase it. At times, I definitely have an issue where I see someone who hasn't traveled a lot and I think, oh, how how unfortunate for them. Man, they're really missing out. You know, that kind of stuff. And then I have to remind myself to step back. Uh, traveling is a privilege. It is not a right. And you are not better because you saw the Eiffel Tower in person. You know where the best views of the Eiffel Tower are? Photos online. Like, they got to see it. I don't know where I'm going with this. Just essentially, I am not better because I have friends who haven't traveled. They are not worse off for having not done it. It's just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, one of the gals that I work with, she thinks it's really cool that I go off and travel on my vacations, but she has no interest in it whatsoever herself. Yeah. And that's fine. It's not her thing. She thinks it's cool. She appreciates what it is, but she's like, I have no interest in doing that myself. It's not for everyone. It's not. Like, it kind of goes along with certain personalities, and if that is not what your personality is interested in, cool. Because I bet people who don't travel have other interests and varying lives. Like, I bet they have hobbies where they look at us and go, okay, but why don't, but this is really cool and you don't do it at all? Like, find your hobby, do it. And if it's traveling, cool. If it's not, cool. It just the cold medicine is kicking in. I have ceased to make any sense. <laughs> if you like listening and learning about travel but have no interest in doing it either, that's fine. You know, that's that's your thing. That's not everybody's thing. It's your thing. Doesn't matter. You do you. It's all good. Yep. Just don't cram it in somebody's face or make them feel less than because they don't have the same interests as you do that's not how it works or maybe they do have the same interests and they would really love to the opportunity to travel but they just haven't had it yet that is not your cue to start saying oh you want to see the vatican i've been there a couple times it's not as cool as you'd think oh i hate it when people say that whoa whoa the vatican was cool they let me in I did not catch on fire. Whoa. But you know what I mean. Like someone tells you, I've always wanted to see Paris and somehow someone always feels the need to say, yeah, I, I've been to Paris. I really actually didn't like it. You probably wouldn't like it either. 
you don't know that. Sit down and shut up. Yeah. That's not how that works, Karen. Be quiet, please. (laughs) So I think the key to this one is be mindful that your experiences are not everyone's experiences, whether that means it's not their interest or it is their interest and they haven't had the chance. Just don't rub it in people's faces either way. Which, as a a nice, tidy little wrap-up, I guess, will take us to the tip of the week. Brought to you by my brain. Um, Just make sure you're being a good traveler, tourist, whatever you want to call yourself while you're out there. You know, it's not the fault of the people at the gate or at the railroads. They did not cause the delays. They did not choose a smaller plane just to spite you, you know? No matter the situation, even if things are going fine or completely awry, being polite is going to get you a lot further than if you're just straight up being rude to these people. Because it's not their fault. Shit happens in life and you just need to handle it the best you can and be polite to these people that are working. I agree. It'll get you a lot further. Yeah, exactly. If you take one thing away from this episode is that it should be that politeness and kindness are key. Like empathy actually a friend of mine shout out to sarah uh designed a t-shirt a few years ago that says empathy kindness respect wait time out let's clarify you're not shouting out to yourself i am not shouting out to myself this is sarah Sarah. different sarah sarah without an h um she runs a print shop and stationery shop in seattle called constellation and co i'm really just going full out on this shout out um (laughs) and so she designed this shirt that says empathy kindness respect and like i've legitimately i've been watching videos on youtube and like oh adam savage from the mythbusters is wearing her shirt like one of the candidates running for president his husband posted a picture of her design like on a sticker stuck to her laptop she's going places keep an eye out for those empathy kindness respect shirts but she's absolutely right empathy kindness and respect are crucial in all aspects of your life but also specifically in travel remember those three words because maybe they'll get you an upgrade maybe they won't but as an ambassador for the country that you come from it is always beneficial for all parties involved if you remember those three words and leave people with a good impression of you and your country by extension agreed now i kind of want that shirt actually I dig it, it. It's really cool. I will send you a link if it's still available. Um, my birthday is coming up. Cough, cough, Sarah. Hint, hint. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm the one who coughs. You don't cough. Oh. Hint, hint. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Say no more. Yeah, we'll talk. <laughs> All right. On that note, I think we're going to wrap things up. So just remember, it's an adventure and be kind. We're all humans here. Agreed. Bye. Bye. Hi, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of Seattle to Unknown. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a rating on whatever platform you are listening to us on. If you're interested in following us, look us up on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We're on all three platforms as at C to Unknown. That's S-E-A-T-O Unknown. Or you can jump right onto our website, www.c2unknown.com. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as at S-A-R underscore S, and Melinda is on both as at Hooligan Monster. If you have any travel stories or tips you want to share with us, please reach out to us at our email, which is c2unknown at gmail.com. Thank you, and we hope to see you back here next week. Bye!